0: former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni on VSN, the sports betting network.
2: Welcome back into the Lombardi Line, alongside former NFL executive Michael Lombardi, Stormy Bonantoni Tony, with you. We are live on Veasan, the sports betting network, and DraftKings Network. Thanks so much for hanging out with us on a big day with lots of news coming out in the NFL. Most notably, of course, that the Sean Watson, starting quarterback for the Cleveland mm. Browns, is out. For The season with a fractured throwing shoulder, Michael, and we all were expecting coming into today to get some MRI results on his high ankle that he injured in the first half of their win against the Ravens this past week, but it ends up being a shoulder and he's done for the year.
3: Yeah, and and I don't know how long was he playing with the shoulder, right? He's 14 for 14 in the second half against the Ravens really wills them back into the game. They're down 31 to 17. And it's a second and twenty, or second and twenty, and he throws an in cut for eighteen yards, and they get the first down. He ran the football very effectively in the game, so like that was kind of impressive that he did that, you know. And he finally, you said to yourself, it wasn't great, but it was somewhat similar to what we saw him do in Houston. It wasn't perfect, but it was getting better. Now you get this news. I mean, the Browns have endured a lot this year. They lost both starting tackles in that game plus the backup, offensive tackles. They've lost their best running back, Nick Chubb, week two of the season. you know, And so they've had so many injuries, and yet here they are. They have the easiest schedule remaining of anybody in the AFC North. They still are in this thing because they have such a good defense. And I think if they can run the ball and if Thompson Robinson can do anything but not make a mistake, they got a chance.
2: Which is asking a lot from the rookie out of UCLA based on what we saw from his previous performance this season. He threw three interceptions, took uh, like major yardage losses on a number of sacks as well, but he will be the starter this week as they host the Pittsburgh Steelers. We've seen, you mentioned it a little bit ago, uh, some books have seen this line flip. Largely, we're still seeing the Browns a one-point favorite in this spot, down from the opener of four, total down from as high as 38.5. Yesterday it was 37, right? Right now, 33 and a half. So a lot of under money coming in, especially when you consider the strengths of both of these teams being their defenses, Michael. But I want to ask you a little bit more about the Deshaun Watson of it all, because obviously he is the player that has the most guaranteed money in the history of the National Football League. He has not played up to nearly what we anticipated that Um, the level of play to be for a contract like that. And now with this injury, he's just going to miss even more time. Like we saw with all the off the field stuff that he was dealing with previously, when he first came over to Cleveland, he was gone for what 700 some days, really struggled to get back into a flow, even for most of this season, dealing with injuries, hasn't been himself. And now it's just another huge chunk of a season that he's not going to get to be out there playing NFL meaningful games.
3: And he has not yet, in all fairness, he has not yet found a rhythm throwing the football. He just hasn't. I mean, you look at his numbers compared, his career numbers in Cleveland, his career numbers compared to everywhere else when he was in Houston, they're dramatically different, dramatically different. Touchdown percentage, He, you know, he was throwing at 5.9 touchdown percentage in, in, in Houston. He's 4.1 in Cleveland. Interception percentage, you know, 2.6 compared to 2.1. Uh, you know, when he's yards per attempt, it's incredible. You know, in Houston, he averaged 8.3 yards per attempt. In Cleveland, 6.5. But we've not seen the same player. We really haven't. And and, and frankly, you would think, well, he won't get sacked as much in Cleveland as he does in Houston because Houston wasn't very good. No, 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 no. 9.8% sack percentage in Houston and in, in Cleveland to a 9.1. I mean, there's been nothing good. He's had one fourth quarter comeback and one game winning drive in his career. And we just saw it. We just saw it. And he lost. And he's lost for the season.
2: Yeah. So I was going to say, and it was like, it was a big, big game, big win for them to be able to get it done in the fourth quarter against the Ravens this past weekend. And you finally saw that glimmer. Despite the injury, which still, like, that's a whole thing. Like, that is remarkable to me, given the fact that he has a broken bone in his throwing shoulder, in that socket, I'm glenoid. I'm I'm a television doctor, not a real doctor, but what am I going to understand? Like, Ugh. I can't even imagine what he must have been shot up with to be able to have that type of performance, because it was the best half of football we've seen from him since he has been in Cleveland, and you finally get that hope of what could be, and he's lost for the season. So heartbreaking. I really, really feel for this fan base that has been thrilled. It you mentioned the Nick Chubb injury. We just got an update on his surgery by the way his second surgery coming through earlier this week because he tore his meniscus his MCL and his ACL but you know both of them expected to make full recoveries but really really devastating for a Cleveland Browns team that had all the opportunity in front of them it appeared this season. But when we talk about Deshaun Watson not having been that guy that we saw in Houston. Will we ever see that guy again Michael that's my question.
3: I don't know if we will. You know, we were we just saw a glimpse of him. You know, I keep thinking I went back and watched a game when he played in Houston to see if I could see the differences. You know, he had Will Fuller. He was a really good deep ball thrower in Houston. I used to say this all the time when you don't have when Will Fuller wasn't on the field for him, he wasn't the same guy. Everybody talked about Hopkins, but it was Fuller that was so good. You know, I don't know, Stormy. His accuracy isn't anywhere near where it was. I mean, when you break him down, it's it's kind of disappointing because he was so good there. I mean, for example, his on-target percentage when he was in Houston was 80.3. The best he's been in Cleveland is 71.5. That's the best. His bad throws this year have gone up dramatically. They're at 20.6. You know, And and in Houston, he averaged basically 15% of the bad throws. But he just hasn't. He's gotten too much pressure. He's gotten hit tremendously. But he was getting hit down there. He was getting hit down in Houston, but he was able to get through it. But the problem is he's not been able to make the explosive. When you're at 8.3 yards per attempt and you're now at 6.5, something's wrong.
2: Everybody from the outside looking in when this contract did come through for Deshaun Watson – Everybody thought that's a bad deal, even with the talent that we have seen from him in the past. But now with the injuries piling up, you haven't seen the success on the field. It just looks that much worse and reinforces that we're not going to see guaranteed deals to this extent moving forward in the National Football League, Michael. Uh, we talk about the instant odds impact on the game coming up on Sunday, but also from the future's perspective in the AFC North, they go from plus 230 to win the division, to plus 450 in the AFC, 9-1 to one to 20-1. To and that Super Bowl shot goes from 22-1 That doubles up to 45 to one. We do have some other injury updates in this division in particular with the Thursday night football game coming up. Nowhere near as significant, obviously, as the Deshaun Watson news. But we do have it confirmed that for the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, T. Higgins will be out for the game coming up tomorrow. But on the better front, it looks like Trey Hendrickson will be able to go and he's a critical defensive piece for them.
3: They need them. I mean, look, I think the biggest misconception this year is this Bengal defense is still good, right? You know, and, you know, when you go through it and you look at what they've been able to do, uh, there is some holes in their defense. There's no question about that. You know, they've they played a lot of backup quarterbacks in the past years, and they've made a living on that. They could not slow down Houston not one bit. They couldn't. They couldn't slow down Seattle until they got to the red zone. Right, I mean, this has been a defense that you can move the football on. Now, they played the, they played the Ravens week one. The Ravens put 27 on the board. And you got to say that the Ravens really, they were able to run the football effectively on them. This game will be tighter, but I just think to me, we keep comparing last year to this year with the Bengals, but this year's team defensively is nowhere near where it was last year.
2: We'll dive into this game a little bit deeper in a few minutes when Harry Gagnon joins the show. He'll give his Thursday night pick like he does every week, but other news that has come up here in the last little bit, Michael, according to NFL insider, Jordan Schultz friend of the show here on the Lombardi line, Daniel Jones will be back next season for the giants and barring something drastic GM Joe Shane and head coach, Brian Dable will as well. I don't think that that's a big surprise, Michael, this is, You pay Daniel Jones what you pay him contractually, obviously hard to move off of that after just one year and the injuries that he's had. But also Brian Dable, this season has been bad. We all know that. But coach of the year a season ago and you can't put the injuries and having to start Tommy DeVito on him either. I'm not going to say he's been doing a fantastic coaching job this season, but I completely understand this report.
3: Yeah, I mean, look, you know, you have one good year, everybody got a contract extension. You have a bad year, nobody, should, not everybody should get fired. They don't go hand in hand. I think the interesting thing about that report is, look, they have to bring Daniel Jones back. He's due to make $36 million. It's all guaranteed. So they've got to bring him back. The question isn't, there's everybody coming back? The question is, are you going to draft a quarterback?
0: Mm.
3: Are you going to draft a quarterback? That's the question. Are you going to draft a quarterback?
2: Well, what's your answer?
3: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm drafting one, but I don't think that's the Giants' answer. I think the Giants still think, Eli was saying it today, that, that you know, he's a complete, and Eli's getting it directly from the Giants. I mean, he's, he, he, he's not talking, you know, he's talking like they talk. They think the guy's good. They think they can win with him.
2: <laughs> I think that the larger sample size has shown you cannot. Um, he had one good year. With the easiest schedule, one of the easiest schedules in the National Football League, just throwing that out there. But how about uh, the fact that they are getting nine points against the Commanders this week? I think that gives you a really good idea of the state that the New I York mean, Giants are in right now.
3: That's what I keep saying. You're a nine. You were a ten-point dog, you know, to a team that to a team that was one for 15 against you on third down, for a team that you basically held to no yards. You know, you, you basically dominated the game. I mean, they were unbelievable. They were 18 punts in the game, right? And, and, you know, your defense dominated them. The commanders threw 42 times in the game, naturally, right? And they averaged 4.1 yards per pass. Yeah, they were horrible. They, they got sacked six times. They scored seven points. And now you're a nine-point – I mean, the, 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 the commanders didn't even score nine points in the last game. They scored seven. <laughs>
2: When you look at it that way, it makes it look that much more ugly, Michael. I feel bad. I, I, right,
3: but are you take Are you taking Washington? I, you would. I, I'm not taking Washington or New York. Are you?
2: That's gonna be a no for me, dog. But I do know <laughs> that there could there maybe could be a teaser play for our guy Harry that involves this game. We'll get to that in more in a moment.
3: This is the
0: Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatone, on VCN, the Sports Betting Network.
2: With so many games on the board, there is no better time to put our VEASAN experts to work for you. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. You'll get access to our daily best bets with a leaderboard to see which VEASAN expert has the hot hand. We also have betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving for every game, betting systems, premium analysis, and 24-7 video access as well. Sign up today. Get your first 30 days for only $19. See everything VEASAN has to up your betting game. VEASAN.com slash subscribe is where you can do it. Michael Lombardi and Stormy Tony with you. And we are going to tee up Thursday Night Football in our conversation with our guy, Harry Gagnon, the only way we know how, in cartoon
0: form. Harry here in this week's AFC North showdown between the Bengals and Ravens is a tough call.
2: Uh,
1: Harry, come on, let's be conservative here. Two strong defenses, divisional battle, be smart and take the under.
3: Come on, Harry, where's your footballs? Let's go with the over. Life's too short. Burrow, Lamar, remember the old saying, you want a blunder, go with the under. You do both
0: make excellent points. Also, did either of you take my car keys? Oh, Harry,
1: don't listen to him. Remember when he made you buy tickets to Fire Festival?
0: This is the last time I trust Ja Rule.
3: Think about it. Week two, Ravens 2724. We cashed, baby. Let's do it again and order us up some fancy seafood towers. Mmm,
0: I do love a seafood tower. Okay, let's take the over. Ha <laughs> ha, yes! Now, seriously, where did I put my car keys?
1: <laughs> my car now,
0: Harry. <laughs>
2: Excellent, as always. Harry Gagnon, host of the Against All Odds podcast, former Vegas sportsbook supervisor, joins us now. And you are going against the primetime unders. Listening to the devil on your shoulder, Harry.
0: Yeah, what's up, guys? Yeah, listen, I'm going with the over 46 here. Look at Burrow versus Lamar. Let's go, right? 51 points in their earlier matchup. Burrow's gone for 347 and 348 passing the last two weeks. Cincy-Houston combined for over 900 yards last week and 57 points. And the Ravens, we know, blew that game against Cleveland. Cleveland scored 33 against them. But on the good side, this Ravens offense, guys, has been very tough to stop and have scored 31 points or more in four straight games. Give me over 46 Thursday night, a game we finally care about on a Thursday night.
3: Well, the last time they played in January 23, it was a 27-16 game. No Lamar. When they played in October of 22 with Lamar, it was 1917. Baltimore wins, but mm-hmm. your your numbers are good if you go back to the 21 season, where Cincinnati scored 41 points in each game themselves, and Baltimore scored 17 and 21. So I do think uh, you know there is going to be offensive fireworks, and I do believe that it's going to be hard for the Bengals to slow this team down because really the Browns the Browns were able to stop the run. The Bengals can't stop the run. The Bengals You're give right. up five yards yeah. a carry.
0: Exactly, and it's a very balanced offense for this Ravens team. And, you know, if this gets into a situation where Cincinnati has to come, they, they may be desperate because Cincinnati, you know, this They have to really have to have this game. Their schedule is very tough the the next three games. a couple. Uh, this is a couple uh, straight divisional games. They've got Jacksonville in there. They have to have this game, Cincinnati. So if they're desperate, they're going to forget about the running game with Mixon. Burrow's going to have to have another game like he's had the last couple weeks where, like I said, he's gone for almost 350, two straight games.
2: Huge game in the division, two teams coming off of... Really, really tough losses. So I'm excited for Al Michaels. He's going to get a good game on paper going in. Good for him.
0: Good old Al who went to Arizona State.
2: Oh, there you go. Uh, you also have a play on Monday Night Football, the Super Bowl rematch from this past year. Chiefs, Eagles going head to head. Who do you like?
0: Yeah, I'm wondering what you guys think of this one. I'm going to go first half only, under 23 and a half points. You got to lay 120. Uh, look, both teams, I think, are going to take it easy, try to feel each other out early uh, in this game. Um, Kansas City, three of the last four games have gone under 23 and a half. Again, I don't think there's going to be some wild play calling early on in this game. And Kansas City also second in the NFL in points allowed. Plus, Philadelphia is not going to have Goddard. Uh, that's going to hurt their passing game. I'm going to go under 23 and a half in the first half.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I kind of think that, you know, both these defenses – uh, could play well every time. Everybody thinks you're going to get in a rundown, a shootout. I, I think you're probably right. I think you got a really good chance for for an underplay here. What, what, where's your what's your famous teaser this week, Harry?
0: You know what, guys, we got we got burned. We finally got burned last week with the Bengals losing that game uh, uh, at the end against Houston. But let's uh, this is my this is called my revenge teaser, revenge for me because I lost last week after winning five in a row. But how about this for a revenge? I'm going to take the Bills in a revenge game from six and a half down to, uh, to plus a half of them against the Jets after they lost to the Jets in week one on that punt return to end the game. I think Allen puts it together in Buffalo at home, and they get this must, much desperate win that they need to have here to stay in uh, the East and in the wildcard contention. And I'm going to take Washington. I know this Washington Giants game. It's brutal. You No one really cares about it, but I'm going to take Washington in a revenge game who lost to the Giants somehow earlier this season. Washington going to go from 9.5 down to minus 2.5. Just got a win by a field goal here. The New York Giants offense, Michael, we've seen is just uh, anemic beyond belief. Uh, Howell does lead the NFL in yards passing. I think Washington wins this game by a field goal at least, and the Bills get a win for a two-team seven-point
3: teaser.
2: Yeah, Harry, I think that that's a good way to play it, especially because we were just talking in the last segment about this game and about how much this says about how bad the giant state of affairs must be, that the commanders are this big of a favorite against anybody so yeah i think that that's an appropriate way and i need some revenge too so i might tell you because i had the ravens in in a bunch of teasers last week and i am still trying to recover from the way that that played out there at the end speaking of which i know you don't have a play on the browns game coming up this week against the steelers but the big news of course being that deshaun watson is done for the season how do you evaluate the browns now moving forward especially with dorian thompson robinson starting at quarterback
0: it's, t- it's going to be tough now, right? I mean, just when you finally, we, we finally saw a game out of Deshaun Watson where we think maybe he deserved a little bit of that $230 million contract uh, and, and came from behind to win that game in Baltimore to keep their uh, North chances alive. And this happens. It's just a crusher. I mean, look, Cleveland still has a very good defense. They probably have uh, the uh, defensive player of the year in Miles Garrett. So they can bank on their defense, you know, Um Denzel Ward's very good in the secondary, too, for the Browns. But it's just, they're going to have to really bank on their defense and just focus on the running game. And, and Ford's been pretty good since he's taken over for Chubb, another injury that has crushed the uh, Browns this season. But Ford's been pretty good, second year out of Cincinnati. He's averaging 4.3 yards a carry. So, you know, and again, Cooper had a nice game last week. Just try to balance the offense the best you can. Rely on your defense. I still have faith in the Browns. I think they have a very good team overall. Uh, so... You know, I know they before this injury happened, you get the Browns at ten and a half. That was their number for over unders. It was nine and a half, nine to start the season. This hurts them a little bit, maybe a lot. We'll see what happens here, but I still think the Browns can rely on the defense and get to the playoffs.
3: How about a quick college football play? You're in the Jim Harbaugh camp with Michigan against Maryland. One thing I think about this Michigan team, I don't think they're gonna take their foot off the gas against anybody. You're gonna lay the nineteen and a half against Maryland.
0: I am Michael. Michael, I'll tell you. Remember, I, I sent you the picture there when I was uh, at the Bruce Springsteen concert in Detroit. I was right next to right next to Jim, talking to him for a couple minutes. Couldn't have been nicer. And look, I'm, I'm going to take America's team according to him. He says push <laughs> against America's team, right? Look, their defense their defense was tremendous last week versus Penn State. It's actually been tremendous, guys, all season. The Wolverines have given up 15 points or less in all 10 games in their last four visits to College Park. You think the Terrapins would just go back in their shell because Michigan's beating them by 41, 31, 25, 28, Maryland just 15 and 13 points in their last two weeks. They got no offense. Michigan rolls into the big showdown next week against the Buckeyes.
2: Yeah, it has not been a problem for Michigan to beat up on the little guy this season. That's for sure. I just hope Harry that they stop crying, okay? Like I, like Jim Harbaugh didn't die. I'm very proud of right. Michigan and the players for doing what they have done. But we don't need to be crying in post game interviews. We don't <laughs> like we're we're fine. We're grown ups. We won a football game.
0: I said that I said that on against all odds the other day with Sal. I said like, you know, like, was that, a, was, was, did I miss something? I said, did <laughs> he die or, yeah, you know, or like. Was he was kidnapped?
2: No, he's being, fine. He's back at home.
0: Does does he not get to see Harbaugh for, you know, a certain t- amount of time? I mean, he gets to practice still with him. It was a little weird. A <laughs> little weird.
2: Hey, yeah, still see him every day. Harry, awesome stuff as always, buddy. Appreciate your time and good luck with the bets this week.
0: Always, guys. Take Thanks, care. Harry. Yep.
2: Oh, so good, Michael. I'm just saying. I know you love Jim. We all love Jim,
3: but I do. But you know, they just get, get a little emotional. There doesn't bring you to tears, right? <laughs> I love it.
2: 19-point favorite. I, they're, yeah. they're
3: a different team this year. Yeah. The, last year, they weren't. They weren't as dominating. They they were they wear you down the second half. I mean, the fact that they threw the ball, they didn't throw it in the entire second half, and still beat Penn State is remarkable to me.
2: That they continued to run the ball as well as they did against a Penn State defense that's supposed to be the best in college football. Like, really, really impressive stuff, and they're probably just going to build on that again this week at Maryland. We're going to step aside. More Lombardi line coming up in a moment, though. Michael's got his top five and bottom five power eight teams in the National Football League when we return.
0: This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, here's your host, Stormy Bonatoni on v the sports betting network.
2: In the NBA, the game can change in an instant, but no matter how the action unfolds, DraftKings Sportsbook has your back. This week, new customers can score $150 instantly in bonus bets just for betting 5 bucks on basketball. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the co- promo code VEGAS, V-E-G-A-S, The crown is yours. Stormy Bonantoni and Michael Lombardi with you. And it's time for Lombardi's Lists. We do this every Wednesday here on the program, getting the updated power rankings on Michael's top five and bottom five teams in the National Football League. And let's start at the top, Michael, because last week it was the Baltimore Ravens at number one in your numbers. They end up losing. Lamar Jackson throws a pick six to Sean Watson, gets the Browns set up for a walk-off game-winning field goal. One of many, by the way, last week. Where do the Ravens sit now in your numbers? who's number
3: 1? Well, the Ra- the Ravens still sit in the top 5. They're fourth. They slid down. They give up you know, typically we had not seen them give up that many yards defensively, Stormy. They had been really good in terms of controlling the football, playing less defense. No, I mean they they let the Cleveland Browns run the football on them. So the Chiefs and the Eagles kind of – the Chiefs moved up a spot. San Francisco, who had a dominating performance, it's, it, they really took the game right to Jacksonville. They were ready to play. You could see it on the tape, and the numbers back it up. Uh, Baltimore struggled. Philly, died obviously, coming off the bye. I think Philly will get healthy. And Dallas is interesting. I think Dallas – their numbers in almost every single category are very good. You just don't believe it. They just can't find a way to win a close game. You know, they'll, they'll play with their food in Carolina. That line's trickling down. It was 10. I think it's coming down to nine. They've got the Thanksgiving Day game. You know, so you got to worry about are they going to pull their guys? They play. And then, and then on the road, too, with Dallas, are, are we sure they're a good team on the road? Because they haven't seemed like it, have they?
2: No, they haven't. We're seeing that number at ten and a half right now. Uh, Well, what about because you have the 49ers up there, obviously, at two as well. Do they play with their food against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this week or do they get it done? Because that's another big number, too.
3: I think the way they're playing, they're not going to play. They're going to go after it. I I think that that defense and what I loved about watching them on tape this week was the defense. They got into a five down defensive lineman and they played their zone concepts behind it, and they just, I mean, it was too much for Trevor Lawrence. He just, I mean, we talked about Trevor Lawrence struggling at home, and it proved to be true. He couldn't really do anything. They had a little thing going, but Kirk fumbled, and they took it to the house. So for me, you know, this Niners team really did not surprise me how well they played, and I thought they would, and they did, and they'll continue to do so. I think they're going to play as well. As long as they're healthy, this team will play well. The problem is what we have to do as betters is where we have to be concerned is when they pull their guys, if they get a lead, you'll get backdoor covered.
2: You saw instantly what a massive difference it was having Trent Williams back in the fold and then also Debo Samuel. I know that throughout this season and last year, his numbers haven't been explosive, but What he does to free up other opportunities in the offense and the amount of weapons that they have offensively is a really critical piece to what they do. And I think this is a team, and I'm not just saying this as a fan, but just from watching what I've seen on the football field, this is a team that can go as far as their health will take them. You have the, the, the Kansas City Chiefs there, Michael, at number one. And I am curious because we've talked about the game coming up this week on Monday Night Football between Kansas City and the Eagles, the Super Bowl rematch, of course, from last year. They're your one in three teams in the NFL. NFL. I don't know if you've put your numbers together yet for in terms of the spread, what your numbers are. But if you have, I'm very curious what it is for that game with two top five teams.
3: Yeah, I do. And and the only area where Kansas City has been deficient is turnover margin and offensive rating, believe it or not. Their offensive rating is 24th in the league right now. And when I broke down my numbers for this game, this game came right in at one point, one point difference. I had it as a one point line. So that would lead me to have to take Philadelphia. I can't see favored by a point. And, you know, that considers home field. That considers everything. I think it's one of those where there's not a lot of margin here. Do you take it? Do you not take it? I think there's other games on the board that I probably will recommend on Sunday of my three. Or I'll take Friday morning when I do the great Christopher Russo. And listen to him tell me how he went 3-0 and <laughs> last week. I'm going to have to get earplugs for that. Oh, my God. It's going to be brutal, <laughs> brutal, Stormy.
2: Can't wait to hear, no what, can't wait to hear what stale line he gets. No one can pat
3: themselves on the back more than he can. Nobody can do it. No one loves themselves more when they hit. No one does. And when they lose, it's just it was a break. It was an unfortunate break.
2: Michael, I'm just saying, I I can't wait to see what stale line he gives you this week. Like, hey, I thought that oh, line was gone a couple days ago, there, buddy. But
3: <laughs> the mm, best here nor there. It's the best. I'm sure the if he wants Miami, that line will be 11, even though it'll be 14 everywhere else.
2: <laughs> I love it. Can't wait. Can't wait for the update on that one, Michael. Let's go now to your bottom five teams in the National Football League right now, and to oh, the surprise, There's a of, lot
3: of bottom five teams. The, right there are
2: some bottom feeders, but to the surprise of no yeah. one, the New York Giants are at the bottom of that list based on where their roster is and and
3: substantially below there because you they have to pay a tax for how bad they are at quarterback i mean arizona's 31st but you know arizona threw for the second most passing yards all season last week you know and with connor back connor averages over 70 yards a game rushing as a 5.4.6 yards per attempt that was really good and so, you know, they're doing that. New England's numbers just offensively are so bad. They can't get anywhere. Chicago's improved defensively. There's a little bit of an arrow up with Chicago defensively. And then Carolina, they're getting a lot of guys back this week. They're going to get, get J.C. Horn back. That'll help. They're going to get Burns back on defense. That will help. They're going to get Ian Thomas back as a blocking tight end. That will help. Now, Caesar just put this in, in our rundown today. The Ravens. No Ronnie Stanley. They'll get Morgan Moses back this week, but no, no Ronnie Stanley at left tackle, and no Marlon Humphrey. Those are two significant injuries.
2: Certainly is, and for again, we talk about that that defense and how good they have been throughout the course of the season. But they got beat up a little bit last week, so that'll be an important thing to monitor. Um, how the yeah, Ravens and, are going to adjust. And my without line those on pieces. this one,
3: Stormy. My line on this one was four two seven. And, it, you know, it's somewhere between three and a half and four. Would I play it? You know, I I'd probably don't want to play Baltimore with the injury. I mean, last week I didn't want to play Cleveland because of all the injuries they had in their offensive line and they were able to get through it. It's like I'm, I'm almost not believing it. Like maybe I'm putting too much emphasis on the offensive line. But, you know, I think this line and, and w- with these injuries coming in, I think we'll see it tick back to three and yeah. a half. There's are some three and a halves out there.
2: Yeah, mostly fours. Mostly fours. But to your point, yeah, with those injuries, it, I wouldn't be surprised if we see that go back down um, a little bit there. Also, on your bottom five, Michael, you moved the Raiders off the list. They've of course won two in a row. But I wonder now. You know, you mentioned the game against Miami this week. If the shine kind of wears off a little bit this week, now that you're playing a really good team.
3: Yeah, I think so. I think it'll be hard for them. You know because. Look, I, I think one of the teams that I would really put money on to go to the Super Bowl or to compete, you know, everybody's down on the Dolphins. And, and for good reason, their offense is really struggles against good, explosive teams. But this might flip. This might be like Kansas City. They can still be good on offense, but their defense might be the team that carries them. Remember, we're in cold-weather territory. And you're going to have to stop the run. You're going to have to play the run. You have to be able to rush the passer. And I think if you look at Miami in the last few weeks, including the Philly game, I think their defense is starting to finally play a little bit better. And from where they started to where they are now, I mean, you look at the numbers. I mean, the last five weeks since they played Buffalo and lost, they've only allowed over 200 yards passing once, and that was to the Eagles. One time in the last five weeks, Stormy, they've been really good defensively, and they're getting better, and they're fast. And offensively now, you know, when they get ahead of you, they're tough. But remember, when they played, they played Kansas City, they got 292. Philly held them to 244. You know, even New England, that game, they were close in that game. But New England couldn't throw the ball. New England in the opening, in the second game of the year, threw for 200 yards. Last time they played them, they threw for 141.
2: 9-1 uh, to one in the latest Super Bowl odds, 5-1 to one in the AFC. If they can continue to build on that, 6-3 and three right now on the season. We know how strong, obviously, their offensive weapons can be when they are clicking at a high level. While we're ranking things, we got about a minute and a half left here before we have to hit a break. We uh, also got the latest college football playoff selection committee rankings yesterday, and we got a little bit of a move. Welcome back to the top spot. Georgia Bulldogs, the number one team in the country again, which personally, Michael, I think that they
3: should have usurped yes. Ohio
2: State last week when they beat Missouri. Missouri. Missouri but now the big win over Ole Miss this week put them back up at number one
3: yeah I mean I don't know why I know Ohio State because they've they played some they've beaten the Penn State you know and they've played some tough games and they've been able to win I mean they struggled with Rutgers they wore Rutgers down they kind of did it you know it's how is I know Washington beat Oregon but Oregon looks like the better team now don't they Stormy?
2: Yeah, I think that's just the committee valuing the head-to-head and the fact that Washington's undefeated. But they have a tough game this weekend against Oregon State, Michael, in Corvallis, Oregon, Washington does, that so much so that they're actually an underdog now. Like, Oregon State has been really, really good at home. I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but I want to say over the last three years, it's like 16-1 and one in Beaver Stadium. They've gone from an underdog to now being a 2.5-point favorite against Washington, so a critical game coming up this yeah. weekend for the Huskies. Uh, we got to yeah. hit the, the commercial break here real quick, but it's Wednesday, and that means it's time for Why Not Wednesday. Looking at some long shots on the board. Does it make Michael want to say why not? We'll be right back. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com and check out the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money invests are moving for every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every five minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits another way vsin is here to make you a more informed, better year-round. You can check out those betting splits for every game at vsin.com And the money is... Certainly moving in the Brown Steelers game that's coming up this Sunday with the news that came out this morning that Deshaun Watson is done for the season. And that topic, Michael, brings us to our pro tip of the show, which we do these every single day, just trying to give out some firm betting advice that you can also find on the website, vcin.com, searchable by sport and by show. But, Michael, when it comes to a change midweek at quarterback, you think it's best to wait to change your bet because of the way that numbers can fluctuate up to game time?
3: Well, you know, if you liked Pittsburgh in the game, right, then you you had them at plus four. You're not going to get a better number than that when it changes, so why would you? And then if you want Cleveland, if you think Cleveland can be the dog and upset them, just keep waiting because the money's going to pour in on Sunday on Pittsburgh. You know that. Pittsburgh, this is perfect for Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh wants to play ugly. They love being in ugly games. They've already beaten them once. Don't ask me how they beat them. If you watch the game tape, you can't figure it out. You have no idea, right? But they did. And so the number's going to come to you, and it's going to work in your favor. And I think you just have to be. Look at the – Look at the Seattle Ram game, right? That line opened up at three, and then Stafford was decided he was going to play, and now we're looking at, you know, we're looking at Seattle's a point favorite. Maybe, you know, you're, that probably will move on Sunday as well. That's why it's so important, whether you're in a contest or not, to kind of see the contest numbers. Right. Look at those because that'll tell you where the line's going. Like I'm just telling you now. That Miami-Las Vegas number will be 14 tomorrow. It's 13-and-a-half pretty much all over. It's going to go to 14 soon. I think people think the Raiders are a nice story, but they're going to run into a buzzsaw against Las Vegas against Miami down there where Miami beats up on bad teams. Plus, I think it'll be hard for, for Vegas to score. Monday, when I saw that number come out at 11-and-a-half, I thought, oh, this is never going to stay this way. It's going to change.
2: Yeah, we'll see if they get brought down to reality. But that is a, a great note in general, too, is always look at those contest r- lines because it gives you an indication as to what the books are seeing and thinking that number is going to be come the end of the week. And also with this uh, with the Steelers-Browns game, the total, too, I think is another angle with which this information is pertinent because the total right now, 33 and a half, and it just seems people continue to hammer the under. And if you think one of these offenses will still be able to productive, you're going to get the bottom possible number for people to buy back in on the over. So food for thought. If that's something that interests you again, VEASAN pro tips available at VEASAN.com. Okay. So it is time now, Michael, because it's Wednesday and we do this every Wednesday for why not Wednesday? And we've got an open baby. Let's hit it.
1: Maybe a stupid one. I'm just spitballing here. Can
2: it make you say why not? That wasn't a stupid question.
1: It's time for Why Not Wednesday. I mean, why not? You know when they say it's so crazy it just might work?
2: <laughs> I love it. So good. Well done to our crew behind the scenes putting that bad boy together. But let's get into it, Michael. How about the Denver Broncos plus 550 to make the playoffs? Could it make you want to say why not? They are turning things around.
3: Why not? I'm all why not on them. I really am. I mean, you got to give them credit. Look, they gave up over 726, they gave up 726 yards in week three. Since week three, they've played really well. They're four and two in those games. Now, they had it. They should have, really, the game that they're going to, if they don't make the playoffs, that Jet loss is going to kick them. They turned the ball over three times against the Jets. They had a chance to go down the field to score. They gave up 407 yards to Zach Wilson in that game. But why not? I mean, look, they've got Minnesota and Cleveland at home. They can win both those games. They go on the road to Houston, Los Angeles, and Detroit. Okay, so maybe they win one of those. Then they've got New England and the Chargers at home and they go and end the season at the Raiders. They can basically, if they can win these two and close out the season on a three-game win streak, right? Now You know, now we're talking about not, they have nine wins, and all they've got to do is steal a win, whether it's against Houston, the Chargers, Detroit, they might be able to do it.
2: And if that comes to fruition, after the one in five start this season, they would hit their preseason win total over eight and a half wins. But yeah, won three straight games, including over a team that you just ranked moments ago, your top team in the National Football League per your numbers, the Kansas City Chiefs. And uh, the defense has been playing significantly better. Three straight win streak. Can they keep it going? But why not? Can we get another why not for this next one? Making history, Michael. Could all four teams in the AFC North make the playoffs. I know that obviously the Deshaun Watson news impacts this, but with that, we've gotten a little bit of a better number because we went from plus 380 to plus 475 for all teams to be the playoffs.
3: Well, look, uh, why not? And here's why I say why not. The Browns have the 24th easiest schedule remaining. I mean, They don't really have it. They got Pittsburgh, which will be an ugly game. Whether Watson played or not, it's going to be ugly, right? They got to go on the road to Denver, go on the road to the Rams. They got Jacksonville at home, Chicago. They can win that one. I mean, one thing about when you're, when you're good on defense like the Browns, when you're elite on defense, when you can get off the field on third down, number one team in the league, when, you, when teams cannot run the football on you at all and you can defend the forward pass, you're going to always be in a lot of games and you just can't beat yourself. You just can't beat yourself. Football, as Paul Brown, the great former owner of the Bengals and head coach of the Browns, He's quoted as saying, football's a game of errors, and the team that makes the least amount of errors ultimately always wins. That's got to be the Browns' motto.
2: Can the Kansas City Chiefs put some of their errors to bed moving forward. So on this, why not Wednesday, Michael? Right now, the Kansas City Chiefs 7-2. So they they have one of the best records in the National Football League, but could they have the most wins in the regular season? 3-1 to is the price. If they can start to figure things out offensively, maybe they could get there?
3: Well, look, they got... Okay, Philly will be a tough game, okay? I think they get there. Raiders, Green Bay, Buffalo, New England, Raiders, Cincy in Week 17... Chargers, I mean, winnable right? games. If this, all winnable, all winnable. I mean, w- they're not playing anybody that they can't beat. I mean, convincingly now they're, they got to get it fixed defense offensively. I mean, the last two weeks, they haven't had a 300 yard game. I mean, the last two weeks they've scored basically 30 points. The bye week came at the most ideal time because they looked like they were getting in rhythm against the Charger team. But as we know, you know, I know, everybody but the Spanos family knows the Chargers are poorly coached defensively. So we'll take that into consideration.
2: That's why we were talking about the heat on that seat earlier today. But yeah, you're betting this obviously if you assume and believe that Kansas City is going to win this game against the Eagles first, right? Because if they lose this game, that number is going to get bigger and then you have to hope that other teams lose. But you, if you expect the Kansas City Chiefs to win this game, this is a really good number to get. It can make me want to say why not, especially knowing that the Eagles still have the 49ers coming up on their schedule. You don't know what you're going to get playing in Seattle. I know that the Seahawks haven't looked great this year, but a tough place to play for sure. And Philly has not looked like the dominant team, right? They're finding ways to win games, but maybe they could get tripped up again like they did against the Jets. All right, let's keep this moving here. The talk of the town in... All of sports media circles this week Michael is about how incredible CJ Stroud is and he is he's great and he is a hefty number for offensive rookie rookie of the year for a reason but the MVP chatter has taken off he's gone from plus 1 I'm sorry excuse me from 130 to 1 to now sub 30 to 1 at 25 to 1 could it make you want to say why not CJ Stroud to win MVP
3: No I'm not why not in that and and here's why because there's a stretch of games that when you go back and look, when they beat it, when they lost to Atlanta, they had 17 first downs. They threw for 249 in that game, lost that game. They come back and play the Saints. They win. You know, the Saints turned it over, kind of gave them the game. they He throws for 177. He goes to Carolina, he throws for 19019. 19. Now, the last two weeks, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Averaging over 400 yards per play, per uh, it, per offensive play, you know over four hundred yards passing i mean it's really remarkable what he's done, but two games here doesn't really make you the m v p of the league. The team has won really well. This is a team that's done a great job of you know it's it's hard to run the ball on this on this Houston Texan team right they're one of the best run defenses in the national football league, third in the league, yards per attempt look. He's playing great. He deserves rookie of the year. He's number one in the league and not throwing interceptions by a quarterback. Their offense doesn't turn it over. But MVP, I think, is a little bit of a stretch.
2: Michael Stroud also hyping up his former teammate, by the way, says if Marvin Harrison Jr. doesn't win the Heisman, it's rigged. Plus 475. Could <laughs> you say why not there?
3: Uh, I could say why not there, yeah. I think he oh, probably should. There. Yeah, why not? I mean, he's a dominant player. But, you know, I mean, look, I think Jaden Daniels is the best player in college football. But – But for some reason, you have to be a quarterback on the winningest team to get qualified.
2: See, I just think you don't want Bo Nix to win it because our boy Femi's got that 30-1 to in pocket that we call the St.
3: Jude. No, no, I'm rooting for Femi. I am.
2: (laughs) I love it. Great stuff as always, Michael. We'll be back here tomorrow, same time, same place. But for now, we're going to step aside. Pablo Torre is coming up next on DraftKings Network. Sharp Money on v
1: if you dare.